sometimes when somebody's hurting, a well-meaning person comes along and tries to point out the problem. You ever done that? Don't raise your hand. You try to fix the problem for them, and in so doing, you, you hurt them, you know? And, and Christians are kind of known sometimes for kicking their wounded. Yeah? And we try to fix everything for everybody, you know? And I, I've been doing less fixing and more praying lately. And because you know what? I, I don't have all the answers. I, I don't claim to. I, I'm uncomfortable with people looking to me for those things. But I can do this. Here's where you need to go. Amen. Right there. There's the one. Now, he has, by his grace and his mercy, ever so gently equipped me with the things that I need to do the job that he has asked me to do. And he has done the same for you. But I don't have everything that you need. And you don't have everything that I need. And so we look to the Father. We look to the Master for the answers to our problems, our questions. And we do our best to stand together to not point out the, you know, all the other faults. And, and in the, the Bible, it tells a story of um, someone that had a speck in their eye. You know? And the other one says, well, let me help you with that speck in your eye, brother. I can help you. I've got the answer to your problem. And it's right there. I can see it. Just let me help you take it out. But all the while, what I got in my own eye, a big old piece of wood sticking out of my own eye, and I'm going to try to help you. Do you understand what that's saying? I can't help you. I can't point my finger at you and and point out the problem in your life when my life is a mess to begin with. And sometimes we, we, as Christians, we try to... um, elevate ourselves and and make it look like we don't have any problems and you know sometimes i don't want anybody knowing that i got problems i want people to think well he's got it all together when in fact i just i just don't i have a backyard too you hear what i'm saying yeah i have a backyard too and god sees it And in our backyards, we like to put all the stuff so nobody can see it from the road. We've talked about this. Behind our beautiful white painted picket fences, and we try to hide all the stuff behind the house, behind the garage, behind the shed, so nobody sees it from the road. And everybody, when they're driving by our house, they think, wow, they got it together. (laughs) They really got it together. And we fooled them. We got them. But if they were to walk past our houses, what would they see? They would see maybe, now I know that your yard is not like this, but in my yard, Jody likes to put stuff 
all behind the house and everything. And no matter how hard I try, I just can't keep it nice and neat. I'm going to be hurting today. (laughs) I am going to be hurting today. I've gotten really good at saying I'm sorry. You know that? Really good. But behind the house is where everything collects. Behind the, the garage, behind the shed, we stuff all kind of stuff behind there so nobody sees what's unclean. Nobody sees what's out of place. So that nobody knows that we're not perfect. That we are maybe in need of some help ourselves. And so on the outside, we, we try to make everybody else see strength. I remember in school, I was a hurting unit in school. I was angry. And I was, my self-esteem was not very good at all. And I I was hurting a lot. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but what I decided to do so that nobody would know that I was hurting was I would work out and I would play sports so that everybody thought I was tough. Yeah? When inside, I was breaking apart. Outside, everything looked like it was together. I had it all worked out. I was fixed. I was ready to go. But on the inside is where the pain was, and I didn't want anybody to know that. I was embarrassed about it. I was embarrassed that, not that you can hide these things, but I was embarrassed that we didn't have a lot of money. We had very little money, as you could tell. I was embarrassed of people seeing my house. Riding the bus home, I was embarrassed of people seeing my house. I would never have people over because I was embarrassed of my house. Okay? And various things that had happened in my life had hurt me deeply, deeply. And I didn't want anybody to know that. Maybe, maybe you have some of those things. Maybe some things in your lives. Even as we get older, those things can still hang on to us. And they cause us to see life through this lens. A lens of hurt. A lens of distortion. A lens that says we've got to shield ourselves because somebody might hurt us. And that's where I was. And I would keep people, I I would not get close to anybody because I was afraid that they would hurt me again. I didn't want to be hurt again. I didn't want to feel pain again. I didn't want to be bruised or beat up inside. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe you've been there. Maybe somebody that you know has been there. And so all around you, you build up this this big wall, you know, and you hide behind it to protect yourself. When all the while, all that you're doing is separating yourself from love because you're afraid to be loved, because you're afraid 
to allow someone to love you and to love somebody else because you might get hurt. And so behind these beautiful houses, behind these white picket fences, we find a bunch of things that are disheveled, a bunch of things that are out of place. We find real life. I wonder if someone walked into your backyard, the backyard of your life, what would they see? What would they see? Would you be embarrassed about what someone would see in your backyard? If somebody saw what no one knows but God, what would that be like? That's kind of risky, isn't it? That's kind of risky because what that's going to do is expose all of our facades. It's going to reveal the true face behind our masks. It's going to reveal all of the things that are behind that only God sees. But I want to tell you something. That same God that loves the beautiful white picket fences and out the well-manicured lawns and the green grass and a paved driveway, that same God loves the mess in your backyard. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not that He loves the cause of it. It's not that He loves the things. It's because He loves the person. He loves the one whose life is hiding the mess. Yeah? We all have messes in our backyards that need to be cleaned up. Yeah? We all have things in our lives that are out of place and that we feel we need to hide from people. We feel we need to shield them from exposure. We don't want anybody to see them. Are you like that? God wants to take the broken pieces of your lives and He wants to put them back together. Maybe your tender heart. Our hearts are tender, you know that. Our hearts are tender. He wants to take the broken pieces of your heart and He wants to put them back together. And there's going to be some scars that are probably left there. But you know what? Those scars, if we allow them to, they can make us strong. They can make that place where there was at one time a break, they can take that and that heals over and it's stronger than it was before. And those scars God can use 
to help other people. God can use those scars. I have a back with scars on it. You've heard this story before, many of you. I've had several back surgeries and different procedures done in different states and all, you know, all over the place, time, countless times, and, and cupboards full of medications to the point that I was addicted to pain medication. And all of these things, I, I didn't know how I was ever going to get through it, but somehow, by the grace of God, he helped me through it. By his grace, by his power, he helped me through it. And now, yes, I still bear those scars, and they're not very pretty. And sometimes I'm embarrassed of them. But the thing that really means a lot to me is that God uses those scars to help other people, to help you, to help me. God will never waste a single thing that you've endured. He'll never waste not one of your tears. Never. Every situation that you have experienced, God will use it to bring glory to His name. He will use it to strengthen you. He will use it to help somebody else. And frankly, those things keep us on our knees, don't they? They keep us on our knees seeking God's face. They keep us on our knees seeking his help and his strength. There's a scripture in the Bible, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, for God works all things together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. He works all things together for the good for you and me if we are following him. You mean to tell me that he's going to work my divorce my benefit if I follow him? Yeah. It's an unfortunate situation, but yes, absolutely. God will make the best of it. You mean to tell me that my disease, God is going to work it for my good? Yeah, I do. You mean to tell me that my brother sitting in the back there, Brother Mark, it's good to see you today. (laughs) Love him when you're here, brother. He's sitting there with minus a leg. Yeah? You've had a long road, my friend. You've had a long road. But God is there with you every single day. Every single day. Don't you doubt it, man. I love you. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm proud of you. He's had a rough road. You mean to tell me that when I lost my job, that God is going to help? Yeah, I do. He's going to work all things for the good. It's his promise. I promise. (laughs) He's going to work all things together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You may be familiar with this scripture. It says, seek first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you as well. Well, what things? What things is he talking about? Well, the things, now that you ask, the things that you're worrying about, the things that you're praying about, the things that you're concerned about, the things that you may be lacking, all that stuff, God says, you seek me first. You put me first in your finances. You put me first in your life. You put me first in your time. You put me first in your marriage. You put me first in your family. You put me first. And I'll take care of all the other stuff. That's what that's saying. Yeah? Keep him first. And he's going to work all things to your benefit. And so when those times, and you may have been there, when you are hurting and you're maybe alone and your head is spinning and you're like, why, God, have you left me here? Why have you allowed this to happen to me? Why would you, how could you love me if you would allow these things to happen to me? Maybe you're not even there at all. Maybe, maybe you just don't exist. Maybe you just don't care about me as much as I thought you did. That is a lie from the devil himself, Satan, your adversary, the Bible says. He is a liar, and he is the father of lies, the Bible calls him. That is not from God. Your heavenly father is there waiting for you to run into his arms like you would if you were a five-year-old child that got hurt. What does a child do when they're hurt? The first thing they do is what? Run to, your, run to the parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do they do? <laughs> Take me. Take me. Your heavenly father is waiting to take you. Your heavenly Father is waiting to pick you up and to tell you, it's all going to be all right. I've got you. I've got you. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You're mine. You're my son. You're my daughter. There's nobody that loves you more than me. I care about the things that you care about. You know, the Bible says to cast your cares upon him. And it even goes further. It says, if we were to ask why, it says, because he cares for you. Cast your cares upon him. Yeah, but I got this thing. Cast it upon him. Yeah, but I got this disease. Cast it upon him. But I'm financed. You cast it upon him. I got these hurts right. You cast it upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Amen. He's your heavenly father. There's nobody that loves you like him. Sometimes it's hard for us in our earthly minds to grasp a hold of a good father or a good mother because maybe our parents weren't that great of an example. And that happens from time to time. All right, so it's hard for us to relate to God like that. But I want to tell you, it's a little bit risky 
relating to God in a way that our parents were to us because for that simple reason that our parents weren't always the greatest example, okay? But God, he's the perfect parent. He's perfect. He knows, he sees your needs, he sees your hurt, and he wants to help you. He wants to protect you. You know, and a lot of times in, in unbelievers, they, they think a lot of times that all God wants to do is take all the, way, the, all the fun stuff from my life and leave me with a boring life. That's ridiculous. He doesn't want that. He wants to protect you. He wants to bless you. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to... Um, to accomplish the purposes for, for your life that he has for you. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. <laughs> you know it. You know it by heart, don't you? For I know the plans. That's right. I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. Not what? Not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and a future. That's God's heart. That's his daddy's heart towards you and me. That's what he wants for you. He wants you to prosper. He wants to bless you at every corner of your life, at every crossroads of your life. God is looking to bless you. God is looking to pour so much blessing on you, the Bible says, that you can't contain it. That's God's heart towards you. That's God's heart towards you. Well, you say, well, I haven't experienced that in my life. I haven't experienced that kind of blessing. I've, I've had pain. I've had trouble. I've had heartache in my life. And that is life. Life, that's the way it is. That's heartache. To some extent, we have all experienced heartache. Death is something that we cannot avoid. Okay? Pain comes in many different faces. But God is there through every single one of them to carry us through it all. That's his desire. And he's there to help us. And I just, I just love that painting you know, and I've mentioned this several times, but that painting where you see these footprints on the beach and the water's coming up close, and, and that's all you see. And, and the one person is asking, Lord, why is it during the, the most difficult times of my life did you leave me? I only see one set of footprints. Why would you do something so hurtful like that when I needed you the very most? Why? And he says, I never left you. It was during those times that I carried you. I carried you. Amen. Because you couldn't walk. You couldn't walk yourself. You were so weak. You couldn't walk. I carried you. That's the Father's heart towards you, His children. Would you stand with me today? Brother Bill, would you come to the piano? <clears throat> God is amazing. God is ever looking 
for opportunities to teach us, to strengthen our faith, to bless us and to show his love to us. And I think of that scripture that God showed, demonstrated, excuse me, demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. You know? While we we were still sinners, he, he didn't say, clean yourself up a little bit. Clean up your backyard first. Put some different clothes on. Comb your hair. We'll see about it. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Come to me just as you are. Just as I am. You may have heard that song. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for thee. Just as I am. Just as you are, God is inviting you to come. He wants to heal the broken places in your life. He wants, and it doesn't matter if you're young or you're old, that's, there's no pre-qualifications, if you will, only one, that you recognize your need for him, and two, that you respond to him. Yeah? Let's not make this more difficult than it is. It really is very simple. You're among friends. You're among family. God wants to do a work in your heart. And you know, sometimes, oftentimes, unless we deal with the things that have hurt us, we're unable to move past. We're unable to heal. We've got to deal with those things. And that's where God comes in. Because you know what? God is the best healer there is. He knows what we need before we even ask. And sometimes we'll say, no, I got it. I'm okay. I'm good, Lord. I'll call you when I need you. Don't call me. I'll call you. But all the while, he knows. He knows the real need. And he sees what's in your backyard. God desires to work in your heart. Will you come as we sing a song? I'm going to ask you to be bold and strong and courageous today. Let's have our prayer team come forward right now. If you need prayer today, and if God is working in your heart, Won't you come? Let us pray with you. Stand with you together. You hold my every moment. And you calm my raging seas. Oh, you walk with me through fire. And
would you come? Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't wait for another opportunity. Make the most of this one. When I was back playing sports in school, our coaches would tell us, leave it on the field. Leave it on the field. Some of you know what that means. Leave it on the field. Don't go home wishing you had done more. You understand what I'm saying? Don't go home like that today. Don't go home wishing that you had come. Let God work in your heart. Come forward. Would you pray with me? Would you just reach your hands out to those that are at the altar this morning in a show of support to them? Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would intervene in the hearts of your people today, Heavenly Father. I pray, O oh God, that you would meet their needs, that you would comfort their hearts today, Heavenly Father, that, Lord, you would work in their hearts, O oh God. I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would heal the brokenness that may be in their lives that they've been experiencing. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would heal those things, that you would mend the broken hearts, the broken pieces, O oh Lord, of their lives. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, I feel like I need to pray for forgiveness today that you would help your people to forgive. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to forgive those who may have done the hurting part, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to recognize your hand in our lives, O oh God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give joy in the place of sadness, that you would give love in the place of hate. I pray, pray that you would give peace in the place of anxiety. And I pray that you would give comfort in the place of loneliness. And I pray that from this day forward that we would not be the same. I pray that we would drive a stake into the ground of our lives and that we would say, I am never going back there ever again. I am moving on from this place. I'm moving forward and nothing is going to keep me down. No damage that I have undergone. No, no hurt or fear. Nothing is going to keep me down. I am not going back there again. From this moment forward... I continue on with Christ my Lord. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each and every one that is here today in the seats or at the altar or on the stage, in the teaching rooms, wherever they may be. Lord, I pray that you would help us to respond to your calling. I pray that you would help us, Lord. To walk with you. Lord, I think often about how early in the Bible that Adam would walk with 
God in the garden in the cool of the evening. And that just brings a feeling of peace just thinking about that. I pray that we would be able to walk with you in our hearts and our spirits in the coolness and the peace and calmness of our lives, that you would walk with us in that way. I pray that you would strengthen us, that you would help us, and that you would hold us, Lord, and help us, Lord, to shine the light of your love into the lives of others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah. Look what God has done. Amen. Amen. Come back next week. I'll see you then. God bless you.